Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. Salam, for on the record, this is Brother Cedric Ben Israel, tribe of Judah. And welcome to Thursday Night's Fellowship Line. The time now is 7 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 6 o'clock p.m. Central. And we will take uh, a roll call to see who's present with us this evening. Shabbat Benjamin, phone on the record. Shalom, brother. Shalom, Mason. Going on record. Hawk, Eric, and Consort, Tribal Judah. Shalom, Mason. Shalom, Brother Eric and Octi uh, 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 Crystal. Anybody else? Okay. Um, I'm, I'm thinking other brothers will join us in uh, later. Um, first, first things first. Uh, we will be returning back to uh, from our break next week on the 16th. So um, it'll be good to hear you guys' voice again, even though I have heard many of you guys' voices on uh, fellowship. So that's going to be cool. Um, for the most part, man, uh, it has been a very interesting week. The news has been buzzing with a lot of um lot of interesting stuff. Uh, first things first, I know that well, I would like to put out there that there has been a lot of uh information circulating about a news uh a piece about the situation that's going on in Missouri. Uh, where the university has been suffering a lot of terroristic threats from hate groups. Uh, I think predominantly Ku Klux Klan members or uh, white power uh, groups have been uh, making threats towards uh, Mizzou or Missouri University or University of Missouri uh, towards... um, African-Americans there, you have the African-American body uh, or population that is on the campus are now trying to evacuate. Most of them are a little bit uh, thrown off about about the whole situation, and it's caused a lot of, um, it's caused a lot of uproar. Um, Anybody has anything you want to share in regards to that? Because that has been on the news for like, that's been in the social media and the news for like the last couple of days. Uh, Shalom. Yes, sir. Um, uh, Gary. Uh, I yes, gotta, sir. I got to make my report on that uh, Sunday. Okay. So, 
I've been I've been on it, and uh, the president stepped down along with his faculty. Well, his faculty walked out on him first, and then the president stepped down. Uh, and I was I was waiting to uh, to get all the info and see what unfold before I rep- made my report. Yes, sir. So you know, I I ain't really looked at it since then. Okay, that's what's been happening recently with that are you okay well can i also and anybody can answer this question because i was not really uh aware of how the whole incident actually started from what i from what i was able to hear about the way the situation started was that uh some football players they kind of just said we're not going to we're gonna we're not going to play or something of that nature we're not going to play some football games. Is anybody familiar with that aspect of the story? Yes, sir. Uh, what? Uh, what what happened was it was a lot of uh, incidents going on along the campus. They was throwing okay. some, they were throwing feces and fecal matter on the doors of the uh, African American athletes' dorm doors and. Nobody was doing nothing about it. When they walked past them, they were calling them out the N-word. Uh, you know, they were spitting any food. There was just a lot of, lot of, whole lot of incidents, you know. And so the the president didn't address it. So the athletes and the student faculty started uh, standing up, and they started coming together and everything and saying they weren't participating because one nobody had they back. Right. Wasn't nobody seen nothing, you know, as far as what was going on on the campus. Wasn't nobody mm-hmm. making no, no uh, how you say it, adult uh, decisions to make it come to a stop. So right. they took it upon themselves to uh, boycott with that idea. Finally, I got something so I can I kind of see where the story, the context of it. You see what I'm saying? Okay. So now I can see where it's going. I'm not going to make any draw any conclusions with that, but um, I definitely can see a better picture of what actually started the whole um, the whole hate uh, hate mongering that was going on. Um, and it's it's a it's an amazing thing. And I want to say this: Priest has been saying this for years. It's going to get worse. And the reason why it's getting worse is because we as a people are not willing to let go of this beast. So what are what is the most high doing? He is allowing them to chastise us for not standing up and taking care of our affairs. I mean, because what exactly are what else are they supposed to do? With a house full of people who don't want to do for themselves, you you kind of see what I'm saying, like, and I think just even hearing that has kind of just put me in the mind state to just say, well, you know, at this particular point, I do, I try to do almost anything or come up with anything I can at least put on paper and say, well, here's what I got a plan that I know I can try to make work to get out of this beast in terms of economic prosperity because. I don't want to be the type of I, I, I. One thing I realized about tribes is that it's teaching us to not be complacent. 
we've gotten out of the stage where we can we have to rely on them. We don't have to rely on these people. We just have to learn how to build confidence in ourselves enough to do for ourselves and find out how to do for ourselves and then network with each other so that we can build from there, you know. And it's most and most of the times it's hard because we've been in a state of mind where we have to we've been so dependent on these people for so long, but it's like screw that, man. We're dying and we're we're dependent on these people and we're still dying. So it's not helping us. I mean, we can only go up if we just get into that mind state where we really don't need them. Looking at the situation with the brothers and sisters who are suffering in Missouri, I'm not saying that I'm not saying that they should have that happen to them. But this should be a sign to them. And they're not going to see it because they're looking at it from the perspective, oh, I want to go to Missouri State. Oh, I want to get my education here. What you fail to realize is now is the time where he says, screw it. Go to another school. Go to HBCU. Get out, go to another school. And I'm pretty sure you had some people saying, I think I heard somebody, I think I read an article that was saying that some of the people were yelling at them saying, go back to Africa. Although I quite frankly believe they should go back to Europe, but okay. Um, Since they want to tell people where to go, but yeah, they were telling them to go back to Africa. And I was just kind of like, man, we're seeing it. We're in the middle of the civil rights era. Except this time, we're not fighting for civil rights. We're fighting for nationality. Oh, that's that. That's right. We're fighting to restore our heritage. We're fighting to get back what's ours. Because once that's settled, once we like really get our heritage as a collective, this stuff is over. It's like turning your back on Freddy Krueger. You don't even exist. You don't even, you're nothing but a nightmare no more. Salama, so, can I say something? Yes, sir. Uh, it, to me, it seems like everything falling into place. Yeah. You of know, course. Uh, when you when you look at it and you see these, uh, they saying you go here and you go there, and you know they 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 screaming out whatever they want to scream out, but I I think is uh, you know they trying to. Well, for a day, it's, it's going to, if this crank up, then they go another little incident where they feel they have to imply that martial law thing to seize, uh, you know, control over everything. So, well, I see that you really come to play. Well, the one thing I'll say is this. With the information that Priest has been teaching us as of late, Oh, I'm not sure what that is in the background. Somebody listen to the radio? Somebody's phone or something. Shalom. Hey, Shalom, mm-hmm. Emo. Mm-hmm. How you doing, son? I'm great, Mom. That's good. I'm, I'm, I'm in the background listening. Yes, ma'am. Just let me know whenever you're ready to chime in. Okay, bye-bye. Yes, ma'am. Um, the, you know, the one thing I do realize is that the more I hear about the martial law thing, the less afraid I am. And the reason why I'm not as afraid of the whole martial law thing as I was before, because of the simple fact that this nation has put us in a position where 
we can say, ah, ah jurisdiction, hands off, <laughs> you know. And the thing about it, and again, you also have to remember that we do have political asylum. So martial law is like blah, blah, blah. It's like it's like putting up a scarecrow. I mean, we're looking at it like basically it's a scarecrow. Well, not no, I won't say a scarecrow. It's more like, oh, okay, uh, that's it, you know. That's what you're going to scare us with? It's like scare tactics. And then realizing that the boogeyman is not really the boogeyman no more. It's the man who, it's the it's like Scooby-Doo pulling the, the mask off of the man who's trying to scare you. We don't have to worry about that. We have political asylum, number one. And number two, we are establishing our nationality. And once we establish nationality, we have already activated jurisdiction. So screw them and their martial law. Don't bother me, none. Not at all. Because at the end of the day, I mean, we've pretty much made it to a point to where we can say hands off. Screw them. Not to say shouldn't be careful. Don't be stupid. But don't be afraid. I got that from Emo. <laughs> but no, seriously though, we have we're not worried about them. But what we, this is definitely should be a reminder towards what we're actually where our purpose is here. Because again, Priestess spoke on this years ago, saying that this stuff is going to get twice as worse. But all this is to draw or to assemble the right kind of people to come together to really build this temple for the third time. Yes, indeed. That's all that's about, man. And we can't be afraid. Yes, Emma, you are going to say something. Uh, yeah, uh, I'm not going to talk too much, but I, you no know, problem. there's a movie that just came out, James Bond movie, are you familiar with the movie Spectrum or Spectre? Um, 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 there is a movie coming out. Are you talking about the Catholic Church? No, it's about a James Bond, you know, another James Bond movie. Oh, the Spectre. No, no, ma'am. Yeah, yeah. and um, on the news Sunday, we miss you too, by the way, in the newsroom. Uh, the news meeting we had Sunday, we talked about that, and we looked up the word Spectre, and it kind of takes into the word Spectrum. And mm-hmm. according to what I heard about the movie, it's it's going to be infighting it within the, you know, corporations and then the people up in the top, and they're going to just be turning against each other. And the name of the one evil company is Spectrum. So we looked yes, up the ma'am. word, uh, Brother Eric looked up the word Spectrum, and, I, you know, if you want to elaborate on it, it, it's something to think about, you know, being revealed to us, and I yield. Yes, ma'am. First, foreign on the record, let me just say this. You guys had a meeting last week? Yes, sir. We've been having it all, all, all during the break. I thought we, I thought I'd let everybody know. Oh, gosh, no. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, man! We had a good one last Sunday. I, if, if if Eric and Crystal agree with me, it was really a wonderful meeting. But uh, that's okay. Mm-hmm. We meet Sunday. We meet every day, every Sunday. Yes, ma'am. I, I'll keep that in mind. And the reason why I assumed that we weren't because I thought that we um I don't know if I got a message uh, two weeks ago or at least a week ago saying that we were going to not meet uh, until we got off the break. 
But then again, uh, I could have just misread it wrong. Yeah. So don't forgive me. Um, I just have to. Um, yeah. I'll be there Sunday. We good, and that was one going to be one of your tasks is to look up the word. I mean, check on that movie and and look up the word uh, spectrum. And uh, like I said, uh, Eric, he looked it up, and we we discovered some interesting stuff about that. If you want to speak on that. Hello, Mabel. Thank you, you. And, and I'm in the background. I'm, I'm going to be busy, <laughs> and I'll chime in every now and then if I can. Shalom. Shalom, Mimo. Go ahead, brother. Uh, spectrum means image or apparition, including spectra, ghosts, uh, apparitions of Satan, witchcraft, <laughs> and theories of, US, theories of color. That's the other one. A person of witchcraft at Salem, 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 Michigan, Massachusetts. I'm getting tongue-tied. Strictly use of designate and ghostly optical after image. And hmm. that's interesting. And with that, I yield. And and is the word is spectrum S P E C T R U M. Uh ye, yes sir yes sir. It's That's spectrum. interesting. I've never heard that definition before. And it's spectra, but the movie is spectra S P E C T R uh A R E. And the Latin meaning, the Latin meaning, which is where you know Latin is origin, right? Is it, is images. Yeah, they, that was the definition in Latin. <laughs> wow. Of Satan. And then, uh, and then it should be like the third or the fourth it'll go to uh, theory of colors. Shalom, Shalom. Go ahead, brother. Yeah, I mean, on, on, on down, you know, like it had a one, two, three in the definition. So it should have, uh, on the third, that's when it comes in theory of colors. But the uh, wow. first and the second is the image and ghost apparitions of Satan and uh, a spectrum of persons, persons not present physically. Wow. That is interesting. I see the importance of words. I really, truly do. As a matter of fact, speaking of the importance of words, the importance of uh the importance, the importance of understanding uh wait a minute, someone's gonna say something? Oh, snap, I didn't know. Okay. Um that was speaker phone. Oh, okay. <laughs> um what I was gonna say is there's another movie coming out called Krampus. And I'm pretty sure everybody's familiar with the whole Krampus thing by now. Um, but they're coming out with a movie about it uh, this December. And uh, it's basically they're taking the whole Christmas story and, and putting a horror uh, twist on it, of course, because of the simple uh, the, the fact that the whole Christmas uh, Santa Claus rhetoric comes from the the Krampus pagan uh, legend. Uh, 
I'm not necessarily familiar with the whole Krampus, but it's the uh, old the old Nick, which is another name for the devil. Um, the guy who comes and delivers the presents and all of that other different stuff like that. I'm not necessarily sure how it works, but they're doing a movie on that. And they also have another movie coming out. But this is what I thought Ema Yaruf was talking about. And this movie is the movie talking about the the scandals that were going on with the Catholic Church when they were uh, lying about raping those little boys. When they're doing a movie about it now. I can't remember necessarily who's it. I think Tom Cruise is in the movie. That's what I thought when she said double oath. Uh, when she said James Bond, I re- no, James Bond didn't. No, that's Mission Impossible. I'm tripping. Okay. Uh, Tom Cruise is in this movie, I think. the the um, I can't remember the name of the movie, though, but it is about that. I, thought, I think that's going to be pretty interesting because I think they're going to reveal some pretty interesting stuff about what was going on with the Catholic Church and uh, all the legal work that was used to actually keep all of that stuff hidden What's or whatever. Um, oh, man. I've seen that commercial like three times and never really paid paid attention to the... Does anybody know, you, does anybody know what I'm talking about? It's been coming on lately. It's the, the commercials for it have been coming on. No, sir. TV, so... Yeah, I've heard about it. <laughs> uh, how, do, how would you spell that word, brother? Um... I want to say it was in, it's not Inspector, because that's what, when she said Spectrum, I thought of the movie, but I'm not sure what the name of the movie is again. I got to look it up, but the name, but the movie is supposed to be coming out this year, and they're going to be revealing, they really turned it into a, a movie, but they're going to reveal or show how the Catholic Church and the scandals were being covered up. Wow. Yeah, they're put man. They're, they're airing. They're just lifting the skirt up on on the beast. Wow, the beast is exposed. Oh, well, let's not even talk about exposed, <laughs> Sister Anisha. I know you saw the video of them exposing the uh, the United States never ever landing. They never made the the moon landing. Right. As you know, that. that never that never happens. It never happens. It never happens. They can't get past. They can't get past. The, they can't get outside of this. Yes, this the dome. Here I is the, here yeah, is the I, school point. Yeah, Yahweh put a pole up there, and they can't get. Past oh yeah. That. Shalom. I I I didn't see that particular one, but I some one of my friends tagged me into this video of someone that had. Uh, a rocket, like the most uh-huh. powerful rocket to to reach the outer lengths of the, the heavens, I guess you could say. Yeah. And they basically strapped the camera on this rocket from uh-huh. the yeah, front of it and too. behind it. Yeah, and he shot it up and it's going, it's going, it's going, and all of a sudden it just, you hear a boom and it pauses and it's just stuck there. And you see, don't you, when it comes back down, you, you actually see the earth plane and all the ice around the edges. <laughs> that is insane. Uh, so yeah, I'm like, there uh, really is a dome. There really is a dome. Oxedric, you know I've been talking about that. Yes, ma'am, you have. You have. You know, I mean, you it's, sure time to, have. It, it's time to expose it because 
that's going to shut down. That's what's going to bring them down, brother. That's what's going to bring them down for that big well, lie. Here's what, yeah. here's what I'm going to share with you guys, because this yeah. is, and they released this, and I'm going to keep up with the date. They released this video back in August or October of 2015. This is only a couple of months ago. In the video, around the time of the Nixon administration, it was stated by five of, not either, five White House administrators who sat and did this interview. And all of these people were talking about what was going on at the time that the video was in, uh, uh, I guess you could say, innocent, uh, in the in the works. The reason why the video, even how the moon landing even came about, is that Russia was making it known at that particular time that they were about to get ready to go to the moon. Right. America, so stuck on American exceptionalism, felt like, oh, well, we got to be the only person to go. We can't let them go before we go. So the lady was saying that someone told Nixon, say, well, what if we filmed the moon landing uh, or the first hours of the moon landing, but the land was like, well, we haven't made it to the moon yet. They was like, well, we can, well, we got to do whatever it takes to keep them from making us look like a fool. So they was like, Nixon met up with Stanley Kubrick, and they filmed, they filmed the moon landing in London. They made the whole thing up. All of that stuff, the, the, the sand and all of that stuff, that was shot in London. I'm trying to so say they did it. They did it to intimidate the Russians. So what day, so what day was that announcement, brother man? This was, I'm not necessarily sure when they announced it, but the video was posted sometime around August or October of 2015. What I'm going to do, because I still have, I was looking at it. Yeah, please. I'm going to, um, I'm going to try to put it in the nation. Uh, and if okay. I can't put it in the nation, what I'm going to do, uh, Sister Anisha, is I'm going to post it on Facebook again. Because I tried it's to pass it around. Do it in yeah. the, um, the little chat box that um, Brother Andrew set up for us. Send it there. And then if you don't put it in the university, I'll put it there. But it sounds like, um, I don't know if anybody ever heard of that movie called Wag the Dog. I think Robert De Niro was in it. It's an old movie, but basically... I've never heard. Wag the dog. Look it wag up. Wag the dog. And watch it. You will enjoy it. They were basically uh, filming hoax. Filming, filming hoax of natural uh, disasters and terrorist attacks, and they would pay actors and actresses to act out these horrific scenes and then the actor, wow. one of the actors was said, said to Robert De Niro, oh, well, who can I, whose name can I put this on, on my resume, you know, because this would be great for my portfolio. And Robert De Niro turned to him and was like, if you speak about this ever, kid, you'll, you know, you're going to end up dead. You know what I mean? <laughs> because wow. It was the gu- yes. Wag the dog. That's the name of the movie. But you know, man, it's a beautiful feeling for us to be sitting around and talking about this because this further confirms that book and has let us know 
that all of this stuff is going. Man, these people ain't nothing but Disney characters, man. Mhm. I think uh, Ima Yaruf was about to say something. Uh, Ima. Just, just, just basically, this truth is coming out. There's people working hard to prove this truth. So, yeah. I, I've been telling Brother Cedric it's deep, and I got some information on the post, so I yield. I'm going to look into it some more. It's just, wow, like, that's insane. That is insane. But they faked the movement. Then. Say that Nixon did it to intimidate the Russians, but in the end, they they fooled the Russians and the United States uh, citizens because the lie had already been told. So, I mean, what were they supposed to do, back out? They can't say, oh, yeah, well, we faked it. You know, sorry, Americans. You know, they weren't going to say that because they, it, their pride got in the way. But it's their pride that's going to cost them in the long run because now NASA also involved in the, the Nixon and the Stanley Kubrick idea. Like even y'all Ruth was saying, they're going to lose. They're about to be shut down if that really uh, starts to make uh, mainstream. If, if that information done got, like, mainstream, because people have been watching that video, I swear, I swear, it, sister, I don't know how you didn't see that video. I had posted it. Actually, no, I posted it once. So I posted it once. I don't know if you, you probably bypassed it or something like that. It, it could yeah. be easier to bypass because it, it's on Facebook. And, you know, hours and hours or minutes and minutes, someone's always posting something. But yeah, I'm going to post it. It's like, I think it's eight minutes long, maybe. It's a short video, but yeah, they exposed, said that all of this happened around the Nixon administration, and he did it to to keep it from seeming like the Russians were having, uh, they were going to one-up us and be the first people to make it to the moon. Hmm. There's a lot of stuff that comes out in these movies, like, I was just thinking about the first Iron Man, because I, 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 like... I love the Marvel comic books, so I love all those, you know, Iron Man and Avengers and mm-hmm. stuff like that. I was just thinking about that first Iron Man when um, Tony Starks went to the Middle East to do a presentation uh, for the U.S. Army of this mm-hmm. new weapon that he called the Jericho. And after mm-hmm. the presentation for the weapon... He um he got kidnapped. The um the I guess the caravan I guess you would call it that was transporting him back to his private jet. They got ransacked. The terrorists ambushed them, and they kidnapped Tony Stark. But lo and behold, he found out that it was actually his partner that was in cahoots with the terrorists, and his partner paid them to kidnap him but to kidnap and kill him. But instead, Uh they kidnapped him, and they were trying to force him to make a Jericho bomb for them. So in order for him to escape, he created the ARC, that ARC, that uh, self-sustainable energy source that powers his suit. He created that and created the first Iron Man suit to get out of the cave. Uh And um, to come to find out, you know, he went back and he said, you know what, I, I, I witnessed firsthand the devastation that the wet, because he's an arms dealer. That's what he did for a living. 
his father was a scientist, and he had a contract with the Army, and he made uh, weapons for the Army. So he took up his father's legacy and continued to make weapons for them. But he, when he got back, when he, um, when he broke out, he was like, you know what, I decided I'm not making weapons anymore. I see firsthand the destruction that they caused. I'm going to, instead of being part of the problem, I'm going to be part of the solution. We're going to change the whole direction of Stark Enterprises. And, then of course, the, the stocks of Stark Enterprises have plummeted because all the stockholders are like, you know, how is a company that's an arms dealer going to stay alive not making arms anymore? So everybody thought he, he went crazy. But um, nonetheless, he found out that his partner was double-dealing. He was selling the terrorist arms, and he was selling the United States arms just to keep the whole war going because, of course, war is big money. It's no different than they're really doing now. You know, uh, came across the article where they were talking about how the U.S. government was not only trying to help, you know, uh, help Iran and Iraq and Saudi Arabia and Syria and everybody defeat ISIS by sending them arms, but they were also sending ISIS arms. So they were arming both sides of the, you know, the party. Yeah, so they, they're always telling on themselves yeah. in these movies. Yeah, well, they, they have to. It has to balance out, daughter. It has to balance out. You think that the creator is just going to let it all be negative? It's got to balance right. out. They got to think, you know, it's all about law. Like uh, Minister Cedric's always saying, there's got to be a balance out with the law. But yeah. I do know, you know, talking about them arms thing, uh, there's a video that you can pull up. It's called a time lapse of uh, nuclear arms all through history up to, I think it's uh, maybe 80 or 90, uh, 19, the 80s or 90s. And it, when they first shot it off, it shows every country. It's called time lapse of the nuclear arms bomb. And you mm-hmm. have you seen it, brother? You show you the one who showed it yeah. to me, and yeah. I was like, "Whoa, it's awesome!" It's it? crazy. But you know, they started it's... doing that after they had um, went to Antarctica and found out they found out something where you know uh, that we're constrained to this Earth plane, and so they they started shooting the rockets off to kind of break that uh, barrier up there that we have over us. And you go to the and you know what I can see that. Uh-huh. Now, I mean, uh-huh. now that all this is coming, I can, it's like I want to not believe it, but I can see that. It's making because they're that broad. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. This is crazy, man. I just. <laughs> they're always talking about going to Mars. They're not doing all They're not doing all this. The creator did not give them that type of power. He has us limited in every which way we turn from digging in the ground to under the waters to go into the sky. Why would he leave the sky out? You know what I mean? Because man, he, he created man in the sixth day because man would have said on the first day if he was created, I help him do this. So yes, the creator, he's very specific in what he does. And all through the scriptures, he also says that the earth may not be moved, you know, and it's on its foundations and pillars. And we just got to take our actual natural uh, perspective and eyes and ears and see that all this stuff makes sense now. It makes so much yes, sense. Yes, ma'am. But anyway, I, yes. yeah, I just, I just, I yield. <laughs> yes, ma'am. It's, it, it's, I guess it's, it's one of those. 
it's one of those things where you really have to, you know, you have to really have to try to excel. But just like anything, just like accepting the fact that we're Israelites, that's one of those things that we really have to, as hard as it is to believe for some people, it is one of those things that we have to accept. And more so, we have to also accept that these people know that we are Israelites. I'll give you another example since we're talking about movies. The other day, and I don't know if I mentioned this or not, but it came back on the TV again, so I felt like I'll bring it up. I was telling Sister Anisha a couple of times before how they would be putting stuff in the movies, how they know that we're Israelites. Well, there's this movie that came out back in 2003 called The Full Court Miracle, and the guy uh, who was kind of like the lead uh, player is uh, Richard T. Jones. He's the dark-skinned guy that played on The Wood with the three guys who, uh, who one of his friends, Tay Diggs, was about to get married to that girl. Well, this guy, he played Slim. Okay, well, in this movie, he played a college basketball star named Lamont who, uh, who played for the Philadelphia 60, uh, 76ers. Uh, he was permanently, permanently sidelined by a knee injury, seeking out employment in his chosen profession, Lamont is invited to be head coach of the Philadelphia Hebrew Academy Lions, a yeshiva team captained by Alex Slavovsky, which is Alex D. Lenz, the little kid who played as Dennis the Menace, uh, Home Alone, and all that. Not Macaulay Culkin, but this is the kid who played him afterwards. Despite the obvious cultural schisms between the African-American car and his Jewish players, Jason is determined to pull the Lions out of the cellar and lead them to victory at the Liberty Basketball Tournament. And as part of his strategy, listen to this, he invokes the heroic example of Judah and Maccabees. Wow. (laughs) And you will not believe this. In the movie, the little boy, the white, the Jewish, the so-called Jewish little boy, who's played by Alex D. Lenz, he tells the black guy, you are the Judah that we have been looking for. You are uh-huh. our Judah. I said, I jumped up out my bed. I was like, look at this mess, man. Mm. They put it in the Disney movie. Mm. So they know. It's it's not like, it's one of those things that we just have to learn how to grow back into accepting because of the simple fact that it's just too hard not to know. It's too hard not to believe it now because they're just kind of just throwing it out of us now. They, they're they putting it out there. I you know, know, all the signs of it. But, yeah. Mom, I'm, I'm sorry. Like, even in the Django movie, remember? I posted that on Facebook, too, in the Django movie where Dr. Schultz turns to the other slaves and he says, Tada. No, family. you know what? Yeah, you were the one who posted that. <laughs> yeah, I, said, I remember that. Holy crap! Did he just say that? Man, why that salutation? Like, why that in a movie like this? And he said um, this to the slaves. To the slaves. Remember in the beginning. Oh. In the beginning, where he was like, "Who's that stirring in the dark?" State your name or prepare to be Wayne in the very beginning. I did um, not even. Well, I've never really seen that movie, so I'm not. Yeah, I've never. Yeah, so it's going to be. But I'm hearing what you're saying, and it's like, you got to be kidding. He put it in Django. Now I got to see the movie. Django is some serious stuff. They, They get 
down and dirty with how dirty the slave trade, human traffic trade was and how how poorly our ancestors were treated. Like, I don't hmm. know how anybody survived through it. How they could, how, I don't know how. <laughs> I don't know how they did it. Our, our forefathers were amazing. Yeah. You know. I'm telling um, you. But yeah. you. Yes, ma'am. Right. You know what's even more shocking to me? Is how many African, so-called African-American Negroes or how many North American, so-called North American Negroes filled up those movie theater seats and heard that particular line and didn't think anything of it. Yeah. That yeah. is probably the itchy part. That's the part that made, like, even now, and I'm not, I wouldn't even, I didn't even go see the movie. I'm just thinking about how many of our people, because all our people went to, most of our people did go see that movie. I don't care who. Who yeah. thinks different? We went to go see that movie, and we went and we laughed at that. We laughed at the things they were saying. We laughed at them. The white people using the N word. We 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 got upset when we saw the the way that the slave trade was uh was uh uh this portrayed. Right. But we never paid attention to that part there, and that was the mm-hmm. part that was supposed to tie everything together. Right. Because that was the moment where a person was supposed to say the exact same thing Sister Anisha was saying. Did yeah. this man just say to all two uh, slaves? Slaves, yep. Why would yep. he say that to a slave? Because he knew who that slave was. And then yep. he says to them also, if any one of you gentlemen happen to be an astronomer, that's what we saw right there. Yes! Yes! I was like, yo! You've got to be kidding me. I did, it just, it, I was, when I watched it again, and matter of fact, at that particular point when I posted it, I wasn't watching the movie. For some reason, I was wanting to see the movie, and then these particular scenes started to flash back in my head. And I'm like, no, they put it right in your face. Even yeah. In the, yeah. Even in roots, in roots, in the beginning of the roots, they yeah. said these people, these people are fleeing from the war, from from the uh, Pharaoh Shaka Zulu. I said, what? Yeah. The Pharaoh, oh man. Shaka Zulu. <laughs> they just oh, I never like caught the, that. Yeah. Nobody caught that. Yeah. You said, wait, you said that they were fleeing from the pharaoh, Shaka Zulu? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, man, where have I? See, this, oh, man. Uh-huh. I got to turn up on my movies, man, because I swear, like, I don't, <laughs> that's just going to show you we are not paying attention. Yeah. We are Shalom, not paying Shalom, attention. Brother, brother, yeah. Shalom, can I get in on that a little bit? This brother Neil. Yeah, yeah. Um. Y'all need to check out some of the go on like YouTube and check out some of the some of the cats that like break down movies and stuff. Man, there's some real interesting stuff that that's really in that movie. Like for instance, Candyland. They say Candyland yeah. was actually owned by Samuel L. Jackson in the movie. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He was a he was quote unquote a brother who had slaves yeah. and had you know what I'm saying he was mixing he was 
hitting, you know, I guess he had maybe had some white slaves too or whatever, you know, but the, uh, one guy, he was breaking down how um, DiCaprio was um, Samuel Jackson's son in the movie. Oh. You know what I'm saying? The front, wow. He was the front of the plantation to run all the business, you know what I'm saying? But oh. you notice the movie, Samuel Jackson, he the one signing the checks, though. Whoa, wow. are you kidding me? Yeah, yeah they, they broke that That's down. Candyland was ran by, actually, it was Samuel Jackson, but he was, you know, as he was dying and getting older, he was putting his white children in charge of things instead uh-huh. of his black children. Uh-huh. Uh, one, one, one cat broke that down, man. I was like, wow, I need to go watch that again. Yeah, I, I gotta get wow. the damn going movie. That's I never would have thought that. It all down, man. It made a whole lot of sense. Yeah, man. Y'all check that movie out again, man. Samuel yeah. Jackson, he was the man in that movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He was the big man in that wow. movie. And if you listen to key things that they say throughout the, in, in that in those particular parts, you're like, well, yeah. That's how that slave got all that power, even though he the old. He might have took care of his daddy or whatever, quote unquote, whatever. But still, you know what I'm saying? He was like. Um, Samuel Jackson, he was the man in that movie. Wow. He plays, yeah, he that, that tripped me out. That tripped me out. Like, but now Ooh. you can see, now you can see what's really happening. Everybody, the whole world, it's obvious now, the whole world knows who we are. Who we are. And, you know, our ancestors were some awesome, smart, intelligent people because yes. most high, the creator, gave us the knowledge and, and, and instructed us to do these things. That's why this world is continuing on because it was passed on to these, you know, so-called Caucasians, the people in power. But they know, they know the scriptures, and they know their time is about us. It's simply yes, about ma'am. us. And so it's now starting to be revealed. And the knowledge that we've been discussing over the years, including Brother Priest, I've been out there preaching for years about things, you know, from the water to the air to the. I've been doing this for years, you know. So now it's all starting to manifest. And we got to keep spreading this word about all these things. You know, we cannot be afraid. Like, like uh, Minister Sedgwick says, I talk about it all the time. You cannot yes, be ma'am. afraid. We've been commissioned to do something, get out there and do it, and let the world know. And I, I'm yes, just ma'am. happy that uh, all this is going to be exposed. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise. Yeah. Oh, man, you took the words out of my mouth, man. It's. I guess, wow, like this is. I mean, I've been in this nation for quite some time, but, like, just to see it really hit the fan like this, it's, like, it's just really happening. Like, you know, like, you sat back, like, you can sit back for all these years and read the scriptures and say, oh, this is happening, this is happening. But when you see all of the things that are happening to the beast that the scriptures were saying that was going to happen to the beast is actually happening to the beast. Yes, sir. And it's, like... Wow, like this is really happening. Exactly. Exactly. I'm, I'm going to share an article to the university about um it, it's interesting because the Goliath is calling them, calling America Israel, but we all know America is Babylon the Great. Um but it was breaking down about how badly in debt uh US is to China. Oh boy. And and how China is trying not they're trying to do like a soft foreclose, if you will, on the US. <laughs> um, and trying to give them time to uh-huh. get their debt under uh-huh. control. But uh-huh. they said if China does foreclose, that means that they can come 
onto U.S. soil uh-huh. and and seize all of U.S. assets. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And who's it going to hurt, sister? Who's it going to hurt? <laughs> it's going to hurt the basic people, but this is the funny thing, because when they start talking about assets, they started talking about real estate, and they started talking about uh, commodities that they own, and we know that the United States what, what? citizens what? are commodities. Gonna hurt, you say it's going to hurt the basic people? Um, I, I think it's going to hurt... I think it's going to hurt the people in power because they're the ones with all the assets. Yes, Mother. I think, yes, it's going to hurt them because they're so, it's going to hurt them to be taken off their high horse. Right. Right. Aren't the, aren't think, the Chinese a schematic? <laughs> well, exactly. Know, yeah, they are, but, you know, they have some stuff against us in particular. So I, it's like I, I, I treat them. With respect, but then I also remember we warred with them for many years. Yeah, we warred with them for many years, uh-huh. and they um they stood stood aside while we were wandering in the wilderness, and they didn't invite us in for food or nothing. So that's why the Most High says they are not allowed in the congregation to the yeah. fifth generation. They're yeah. not allowed into the congregation. Wow. But, but I think. Oh no, you go ahead, Sister Anissa. I do apologize. I did not mean to cut you off. That's okay. I think um, just to let you know, Brother Trayvon said he was going to be a little late. Um, no problem. But also, just to kind of answer Mother's um question about who I think it will hurt, I think definitely it's going to hurt the people in power, although they might be used as puppets to keep up the front that everything is still okay. But what I've also seen is um, the executive orders that Obama passed this past June 2015, um, which includes seizures of United States citizens without trial and to be able to hold them indefinitely, you know, um, without, you know, a, a basic trial. And what scared me is that when you think about China coming over here to seize assets and understanding that we are a commodity and understanding mm-hmm. that they use us to pay their debts, being bond servants, what else are they going to seize us to? Well, um, here, on... <laughs> here, here's the thing about that. Here at Tribes, what Priestess managed to do is he has – they gave us basic principles on how to deal with our commercial affairs. The reason why he's given us that is because what he's doing is allowing us to work off some of the debt to get most of the debt down, but then there will be uh, other remedies that can be uh, taken in order to ensure that all of the debt is wiped out because at the end of the day, he wants us to be responsible for atoning because, you know, he's very big on making sure that we stick very, we're very cohesive with the natural law. So he wants us to be able to be accountable for what we have done because, you know, a lot of what we've done is before we came to the nation, but he is definitely trying to set it up to where most of what we will be doing is working on clearing up our, our debts. And he tells us that, 
is making sure that we clear up enough of the debt so that when we there's a time where we can say, okay, we know how to cancel out and rule out all the rest of the debt since we got it to a very minimum balance. We can work with that and go ahead and get the rest of it done. So don't trust me. Do not worry. (laughs) Do not worry. But be – yes, ma'am. I was listening to two of the blog talks on the – Temple of the Most High. One yes, ma'am. Is called uh, Debtors, Debtors Prison, where I yes, see ma'am. Uh, Minister uh, Michael Angelo. Yeah, he was uh, with the nation at one time. Yes, ma'am. Uh, I think they were talking about Nexus or Nexus or something like that. Some sort oh, of yeah, I remember that. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> and then, uh-uh. and that, that's what had me a little bit like, uh oh. And then, because he said, like, there was a, a statue of 5000 and a penny where they could, you know, try and lock you up for owing $5,000 like, in debt. Yes, um, ma'am. And then the other thing that, the other show that I was, like, kept on rewind, too, was the one where Brother Priest and his wife did on um, Rexus and Curus. And when they were talking about Jacob and what Jacob actually did, like when he was talking about when he wrestled with the angel uh-huh. and how he, I didn't even think that, like how he had wrote a letter to Esau before mm-hmm. he even came to Esau calling him mm-hmm. Lord. And he was like, well, people think about that. They'll, they think about idolatry. They think like, he was worshiping Esau, but no, and he did. He went to the definition of what Lord is. Mm-hmm. Like you know, you're, today you're even calling people Lord, like landlord. Right. And he was like, you know, he was in debt to Esau, so mm-hmm. he did something in law to make sure that he could operate in his right standing. Like right, I right. I was just like, whoa, like. Yeah, <laughs> be like that. Yes, I do. It's like that. Yes, yeah, it's it's like that. When you for when you hear, my gosh, like when I first got here, man, and I was hearing this stuff, it's like, why does this stuff make sense? It's not like we read it before you come here. Everything sounds like fairy tale, but when you hear it, the way that he explains it, it's like, why is this supposed to make sense? Why is it making sense? Is this not supposed to make sense before? Because when I read it, it it just sounded like a fairy tale, but I felt like something was more to it. But then when Priestic broke it down the way he did, I was just like, damn, like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This will be going on at McDonald's. This is going on in the workplace. This is going in the banks. This is what's going on, you know, so on and so forth. But it just further lets you know how commerce is the spirituality that is being reflected in what they call the Hebrew faith. That is what it was always about. We we weren't given religion. We were never given religion. We were always given Law, statutes, and commandments, and that's what it's that's what it's all about. Sometimes we struggle, but that's okay because you know no one is perfect. But the law is made perfect when it is applied, and that's all that needs to be understood about this whole thing. And the thing about you know, and I, and I say this because preacher said it once, one time too many more times too many, is that the law is not one-sided. It can be applied to anybody, and that's something that we definitely need to keep in mind. 
And because the law is set up the way that it is, people have to honor it. And guess what? These people are honoring it. And just to show it that they are honoring those laws and they are, you know, making sure that they, like what Emma Yarus was saying, keeping it balanced out. I have an article. I found this article back in 2013, and I read this when I first got in the – no, I got. I read this one – I feel like maybe two, three months, no, March, April, May, June, July, like five months into the nation, because I got it in March. This article is from July 2013. Um, even y'all, I don't think you, I don't think you were here. No, you were here. But I just didn't know you then. But I'm going to read it because there are some new people here. And just to let you know, and I'm reading this so that if anybody tells you anything different, this stuff is hit the mainstream, as we've already know. There's too much proof. I want to read this article. This is written by a lady named Reverend Brenda Lee, and um, she's a priestess, a Catholic priestess. And the name of this article is called God is God. And I found this in our local newspaper now. Listen very closely. This column is for non-Christians of all ages who are seeking the truth as given by God, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and for young people who are seeking practical information. Church etiquette. Stand for the gospel because it is the word of God. Do not take cell phones, computer videos, and games into church. It is better for you to stay at home than to disrespect God's house. The Catholic Church is asking its members to do a better job of living a Christian life. That is a new song that all Christians should sing. Dr. Eugene Schoenfield, a Jewish Holocaust survivor, spoke on the subject Tuesday night. Dr. Schoenfield called for justice and equality for all people. There was not enough time for him to answer questions. His Jewish roots demanded that he acknowledge the laws of God as given to Moses. The watering down of these laws came through the Catholic faith. The Jews still do not seem to understand that the Catholic Church wanted their inheritance of Jesus and that they were behind the Holocaust, that they were behind the Holocaust. One of the most important questions that have, that have never been asked or answered is, why did the wrath of God come upon God's chosen people? Justice is the return of property in the year of Jubilee, 50th year on the Day of Atonement. Leviticus 25, verse 155. Let's, listen to this very carefully. Let's see the Catholic Church return the Christian Church to the Messianic Jews, the Jew, the Jews and the Church. Vindicate blackness by admitting that Jesus and Moses were black Jews and the United States restore the land it took from the Indians. Let's talk about equality for women, blacks, Indians, children, and the elderly. Let's take these issues to the Supreme Court in the proper order. Women's, blacks, Indians, Jews, Hispanics, and before the gay issue, which has no merit. 
Why should minorities bring the wrath of God upon their head for the sake of perverted oppressors? Blacks and minorities are used as pawns in a chess game of life. When the game is over, the house walks away with the with the grand prize, and minorities are left with with peanuts. I'm now that's just part of the article. The other article, other part of the article deals with the uh, Black uh, Boys Choir of New York. I think I think it's some Harlem. I can't remember the name of the uh, group, but that was an article. Was this is an article? I still have this article. It's yellow and I don't know what now, but it uh, was written back in 2013. I found this article sitting on a junk pile at my best friend's house. I was sitting down. I didn't. I wasn't even reading the newspaper. I just so happened to just been looking, and right around this time, I was just getting into the nation. Just getting into the nation. I turned around, and this was one of the first pieces of paper that was sitting on top of the pile. I kid you not. I turn around, I look at the title, and something say read. I read it, just the first part. No, I'm actually skimming through it. Then I read the part where the Jew, the Jewish man, Holocaust survivor Eugene Schoenfield, admits that Jesus and Moses were black Jews. They know. They already knew. So this is this ain't no game they playing. Well, there is a game to most of the Zionists, but these people who are genuinely, I guess you could say, go hard for the Jewish belief, who do genuinely honor the laws, but are not biologically uh, inherited to the uh, nation. They know, man. That's why it's like after so many years, I do kind of just sit back and laugh, but I do kind of sit back and awe and say, wow, I didn't know that. But it ain't, it's like now it's just days in and days out. It's just kind of like, wow, wow, what else is new? What else are they going to tell us? Is there going to be some more information about us, out, out, us about us out there? They know. I read this back in 2013. They know. <laughs> yep. And the lady name is Reverend Brenda Lee. I followed up on this uh, lady. She's got a good spirit. I've never met her in person. But apparently she has not really been a favorite of the Barack Obama administration. She was arrested and escorted off of, uh, escorted, uh, police escorted away from the uh, president because she tried to hand him a letter telling him that he should not be advocating homosexuality. And she tried to deliver the letter to him, and they, I don't know how many bodyguards uh, came, but they escorted her away from the premises. They called her a crazy lady. They said that something was wrong with her. She has written several different articles in the Atlanta uh, Informer, the Georgia Informer, uh, talking about how the uh, Catholic uh, priest or the Pope, how he, she asked him if he was ever going to admit that Jesus was black and that he needed to apologize to the people for lying. Say he, he wasn't going to say he never apologized, but it's in the newspaper. I think I have it in my old phone. Man, they know, bro. 
Shalom, it's by Andrew. Yes, sir. Um, anybody hear about the news about a Minnesota woman that smashed the Muslim in her face for speaking in the in the beer, in the Applebee's for speaking in her language? No, I heard about that. What what happened with that? Well, the woman, the, some Caucasian woman was in Applebee's, and she heard some. Swahili girl speaking in her own Swahili language, and a Swahili girl was speaking to her friends, her family members, and things of that sort in her own language. And I guess the Caucasian girl, for some reason, felt offended, maybe because, oh, you're American, and it's bad manners to speak an unknown language amongst other people who don't know the language, which I agree, but... She wasn't talking to her. You know, it was none of her damn business, straight up. Right. So at the end of the day, um, I guess she got offended, you know, because the Swahili girl was saying, I, I, it's clear I can speak English unto you. And if I was speaking unto you, I'd be speaking English, but I'm talking unto my families, which doesn't concern you. I'm speaking to them in my own language. And uh, the girl, the Caucasian girl, that just took a bottle and just busted in her face. And then, yeah, you know, girl got arrested, Caucasian girl got arrested for being racist, I guess. And that's all I know. I ain't followed up, ain't nothing, well, I ain't found nothing else to happen afterwards as far as what's her sentence or every case like that, but she was arrested. Yeah, no matter of fact, she tried to dip. She tried to leave the restaurant, and then somebody followed her and caught her, and then, yeah, she got arrested. They followed her and caught the police, and then she got arrested. But I was shocked to see this because it happened in Minnesota, but I saw this on the news in Canada, and I was real shocked to see that on the news, you know, because I'm I'm not really expecting that to hit the main hit the the the, the, the mainstream. Yeah. Well. Well. Yeah. I well speaking on that particular topic, well, not so much as well since we're talking about, I guess you can say, uh, hate mongering. There, uh, I haven't been on Alex Jones for quite some time, but there was an article uh, that was reported where these police officers were arrested by the, uh, they were uh, tracked by the FBI and they were arrested for conspiring to, how should I say this? They were conspiring uh, to uh, promote race riots. And they were um, conspiring to blow up, uh, uh, I think, a church, a gas station, and something else. But they were, uh, what they were going to do is that they were going to promote race riots by, um, and the FBI caught this on, they were, they were tapping their phones, if I'm not mistaken. Um, somehow the FBI was tracking them. They overheard these conversations that these hate groups were, uh, they were meeting at this particular locale, and the FBI was tracking them every day, and they were hearing how they were, uh, they were going to orchestrate certain different types of uh, race riots so that they can get the police on their side to kind of go in and try to help kill these black people. It's like, man, like... <laughs> What is man? It's it it is it, just insane how real this really is for us, and we have so many people who are really asleep and they don't see 
how everything that is happening in front of them has already been prophesied, and we are just living it out. Because, again, it's the scriptures. It's something that is supposed to be done, something that is willed and is happening. But these people have, like, a really big chip on their shoulders, all because they feel threatened. I mean, that ain't our fault, though. I mean, if you if, – if, the folks in the White House was doing what they were supposed to make sure that y'all never failed under. I mean, y'all wouldn't have had no problems with That's not our problem, you know? But by I'm the telling way, you. Um, yes, sir. <laughs> yeah, by the way, the same Swahili girl that got her face bottled by the Caucasian woman, hmm. her medical bill is $10,000, almost $11,000. <laughs> yeah. Lord help me. Yeah, she's mm-hmm. a beautiful lady. She got her face, she got her mouth, like, she got, like, 12 stitches in her lip, nose broken. Yeah. 10 to almost $11,000. And that's real crazy, man. I don't even know how that works. This, that don't make no sense to me. I don't know how, if I get injured, I got to come with the money and pay my own my own self to to be healed. I don't get that, you know. I really mm-hmm. don't get it. That that reminds me of what I don't know if anybody knows the story that happened in um the, the, with Joshua, the book of Joshua with, with Abraham's servant. And what ended up happening was some the judge was making mention that he got to pay for his some his self getting injured. Yeah, I remember that. Script. That's when he went to was it when he went to Gomorrah or Sodom in Gomorrah, right? And uh, right. yeah, I remember that. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I remember that. That was really interesting. Um, well, yeah. You know what? If you ask me, shoot. Hey, maybe that maybe that's why he girl had a better chance of injuring back the Caucasian girl and maybe getting that bill fixed. <laughs> No, 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 I'm I'm joking. It was a joke. I'm not. I'm not. I think she'll be able to. She'll be able to recover damages, but she's going to have to sue. Yeah. Oh yeah, she definitely is going to have to sue. Petition that. Uh, Um. Anybody have anything else that they want to share? I mean, we've been talking about a lot of different things. This is insane. Like, we got so much good stuff on here today. Yeah. Yeah. Minister, can you repeat that? I didn't hear you, Brother Man. Sorry, Brother Man. Can you repeat that? Minister, can you tell him about the silver chalice? Oh, yeah, I, remember, I I think I mentioned that several different times. As a matter of fact, I recently mentioned that to uh, Octi Anisha. Uh, Octi Anisha, have you, um, were you able to uh, check out that movie, The Silver Chalice? I'm sorry, can you, can you repeat that? I say, were you able to, uh, were you able to ever check out that movie, The Silver Chalice? Remember I was sending you all of those, uh, um, What's that thing called? Um, I was sending you all of those different uh, links from YouTube telling you that they were putting it in Hollywood movies that Jesus was black. And, and they were showing you the different cartoons. There was this one called yeah. The Silver Chalice. 
Um, I remember, but I did not get to view them all. Sometimes, like, my data speeds slow up after a certain amount of time. And oh, yeah. Ever to view something. So I did get to view a few of them, but I did not get to view all of them. So, no um, problem. Um, I mentioned this uh, uh, video to Brother Hakeem. Several months back, it was a wonder you still remember that man. Um, and I and I actually found out about this video uh, by being on Facebook a couple of years ago um, through a brother, and I cannot remember his name. And I and the only reason I'm bringing this up is so that I can make sure I cite my sources uh, because that's where I actually found out the video from. But I cannot remember his name, and he escapes me. But it was a brother he had posted on Facebook years ago, and I went back and I looked it up. And the video was like three minutes long. I ended up posting it in the uh, nation so uh, for Brother Priest because I know Brother Priest likes to make these little videos and stuff, you know, like with the Matrix Unplugged and stuff. And he can edit it, you know, one day in his video. But this particular scene was this young lady. And it, I think the film was maybe around like the 1930s, 1940s or something like that. And it was uh, it was made around 1940s or 30s, maybe the 50s or 60s. I'm not sure. And it was right the the setting was right around like the Greek Empire or the Roman Empire or something that time. And it was a man and a woman. The man was a sculptor, and he was making a bust of all the different like Greek influences on Greek culture or I'm not sure exactly what he was doing but it was one one of them that was covered up and it was a bust of Yeshua but it wasn't finished and the lady asked him who it was and he was saying that one is Jesus and he was like but I don't know how he looks and she went on to describe what Yeshua looked like and the first thing she said is that he was dark. <laughs> he was very dark. <laughs> and um, she said some other different things, but I thought it was like, man, they are putting this. It's like they keep putting it in the movies, and we just seem to just bypass this stuff because we – most of the time we're not really focused on uh we're not really focused on who we are as a people we're focused on trying to learn knowledge so we really hit and miss certain just we, we bypass a lot of different things so um yeah that was that was in the movie brother king you wanted to share something about that which brother you talking about no, but Brother Akeem had brought up the silver chalice, and I wanted to know if he wanted to share something about it because he asked me to speak on it, but I wanted to at least get his thoughts on it because I, I literally uh, almost have not forgot I even – I don't know. I forgot I mentioned it to you. So I just wanted to know what was your thoughts on it. And obviously you finally saw it, so. Yeah, throw it on the record, Brother Hakeem. I've I've watched it and I made sure I got a copy of it because it's very powerful. Uh, he, uh, Minister Cedric, had asked me because I I work in I work with Ak Bernard, the Minister of Communications, and 
I have access to Brother Priest sometime. He wanted me to, when I had an opportunity to mention it to Brother Priest, and I made sure I downloaded it, have it. But it's a, it's real powerful, like I started to say. And I didn't know anything about it. I was speaking to Minister Cedric one time about something I saw on Fox News where they were saying, just face it, Jesus is black. And they was kind of make it make a joke out of it, I felt. But back to the Silver Chalice, I, I just seen that clip, but it's, it's real short. But I've been trying to find the whole movie. I want to see the whole movie. I yield. Yeah, I want to. I need to see if they got that on, you, not YouTube, I apologize, but eBay or something like that. Cause I haven't ever seen the whole movie either, but I did just see the, I did see the clip. And um, when I saw it, I was like, yo, that is insane. Shalom, I'm sorry. There is this um, site called Watch32. I'm not exactly sure if it's still up and running where you can watch movies for free. <laughs> so, okay, um, site32. Watch, W-A-T-C-H, 32. Okay. Um, I'm not sure if it's still up and running, but if it is, I'm going to look for it later. You got me really intrigued in, um, in, in, uh, watching that, but I think it's, it's not a, um, when you were talking about how come they put it, they put it right in front of our face and how come we're not realizing and how come we're not paying attention, um, Part of it is the brainwashing and the programming of being low to sleep, and you're told that television is fantasy, and they're selling you, you know, um, fictional um, stories. So what's being put in front of you, especially when it comes to um, artistic work, like movies and stuff like that, unless it's mm-hmm. a documentary, unless it's based on a true story, you know, you're not really expecting truth to be coming at you. Right. Uh, scripture also references the fact that in the last days, everything would be reversed. Yeah. What, you know, what's good would be viewed as bad. What's bad would be viewed as good. What is fact would be viewed as false, and what's false would be viewed as that, you know, and, and we see it. We see it today, and with that, I yield. Yes, ma'am. Shalom. Yes, sir. I agree with the system most definitely, you know, because uh, we're not able to try and, if we're not able to comprehend the things that are spiritual and try to make ourselves be able to be more spiritual, but at the same time not be too spiritual. You know, when I say not be too spiritual, not be able to be so spiritual that you can't even just keep it real. You know what I'm saying? With an individual that doesn't know these things. Um, but I, I want to I wanna read the article. Um, not read the article. I want to read bits and pieces of an article. The topic is Utah judge removes child from same-sex couple citing research. Um, basically what happened was some same, some gay couple, they wanted to 
take care of a young child. I think this child was like a baby or something that I saw. Yeah, it was a baby girl. She was only three months. Um, no, no, they had a child for three months, a baby girl. And um, the judge said, um, he said, he he said he has research to back that children do better in heterosexual homes. Um, this is Hoagland told the Salt Lake City Tribune. It's, and now this is the actual parents speaking out, the, the gay couple. It's not fair and it's not right, and it hurts me really badly because I haven't done anything wrong, she said in separate interviews to Salt Lake City's KUTV. We love, we love her. We love her, and she loves us. We haven't done anything wrong. And the law, as I understand it, reads that any legally married couple can foster and adopt. Pierce echoed her partner's words speaking to Salt Lake City Tribune. Um, jumping down, he's never been in our home. He, as in the judge, never been in our home, never spent time with a child in our home or our other children, so he doesn't know anything about us. You know, um, now I'm not trying to ridicule homosexuals, but at the end of the day, I'm not going to be supportive of I'm not going to be supportive of it in no way, form, or fashion, and that's wrong. I don't give a, I don't, I don't respond to what anybody says. That is wrong. I don't have to accept that. I don't have to embrace it. I don't have to appreciate it. I don't like it. I don't, I don't mean that I got to try and sugarcoat things and get along with the program straight up. It doesn't bother me because I'm not for it. That ain't affecting me in no way in form or fashion. That ain't affecting my youths in no way form or fashion. Because my youths have not already born out that, and I don't agree with that. They know that. So, yeah. Um, now, I don't know if this judge is Caucasian or not, but at the end of the day, not all judges are wicked. Not all judges are evil, you know, and... This whole thing about, oh, these judges are bad and all these governmental officials are terrible and all police are bad and all kind of things of that sort. A lot of that is just people moving off of emotions and other people moving off of hearsays. Mm-hmm. That I yield. Yes, sir. You said a mouthful just then. And the reason why I'm going to speak on that is because <laughs> is because the other day, I was um I was on the city kitty <laughs> or the the cat uh public transportation uh called the cat bus and there's this guy that I uh, know who is I guess you could say uh dealing with the uh, I guess you could say I guess he's Nubian and I I see him around so I've known him through my god sister who is uh dating his brother. I guess they're common law husband and wife, if you want to call it that. They have them kids together. But the guy's uh I won't say his name, uh he's he practices the Nuwabian teachings and all this other different stuff. And uh his personality is very obnoxious and it's unbearable. And the reason why I say that is because he kind of, well, not he kind of, he does remind me of those street preacher guys who sits out and just is just so bashful. Like, he just so, everything is like, 
you got to see it my way. I'm always right. Nah, 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 nah. And white people are evil. And the system is, I mean, like, everything to him is just evil. And one day the, the sky is going to open up and the mothership is going to come down and the spaceships are going to zap all the white people. No, no, this is what he says. This is what he says to uh, my god sisters and them. They don't really deal with them. But long story short, we were on the bus the other day. He saw me, and then all of a sudden, because I really did not want to, I really didn't want to sit next to me because I knew that if he was coming to talk to me, it was going to be about something useless. But what I, what am I supposed to do? Listen, and then proceed as follows. So what I did was me trying to be or practice some of the principles here in tribes. I listened to what he had to say. This brother told me that he was on the internet. First of all, he asked me if I if I studied anything lately, and I'm like, well, brother, I, I mean, I study every day, you know. Uh, I'm not the best studier, but I do try to study what I can when I can. And he goes on ranting about how he gets these documents from this guy who's trying to show him how to defeat the courts and all this other different stuff. And I'm like, hmm. And he was all gung ho. Oh, yeah, because this guy knows what he's talking about because he researched it. I said, oh, okay, but check this out. What's going to happen if you start to do your own research and when you analyze his research and you find out that what he's saying does not necessarily is not it's not uh adequate what are you going to do well i mean i don't take everything for face value but you kind of t- already told me you did but right. furthermore you go in talking about yeah because i got locked up for panhandling and see, the system, they just so evil. Oh, they just so evil. Yeah, they they just a bunch of terrorists and they just evil. Microsoft is evil because they wanna make the 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 uh, uh what is it called? The the apps hundred and fifty dollars and I can't download it on my computer that I have and they're just evil. And I was just listening to this guy and I was just like do you hear yourself? Like you I I wanted to tell me he was crazy, but when he got into the whole Oh, the courts are evil, the judges is evil, and all this other stuff. And I was just like, well, brother, listen to what I'm about to say to you. I say, whose name was on the subpoena when you got arrested or when they finally pulled you to court? Nobody's name was on the subpoena, is what he told me. Then I said, well, brother, there was no need for you to be arrested. And if that is the case, well, they did arrest me. They violated my right because they arrested me against my consent, and I'm a, I'm spiritual and all this other different more science hogwash that they be parakeeting. Knowing they don't be affiliated with the Nate with that organization, but they be parakeeting all that stuff that they be hearing. Then you go telling me, oh, I don't use my old, I use my straw man name, but I don't use my new appellation. I say, well, brother, that's part of your problem right there. Why are you, why are you not getting the remedy that you're looking for, or why are you catching some of the beef, or some of the heat that you're catching? Because you're still tied to that straw man name, and, and you're not trying to fix your status. Well, well, see, that's where you're wrong. Because I don't have to fix my status. 
because I don't believe in their justice system. And I'm sitting there like, brother, that doesn't, that does not void their law because that name that you're wearing is their intellectual property. And as long as you are attached to that name, they have right and jurisdiction over you. And so when you were in a zone that says you should not be panhandling, what do you want the people to do? Right. Oh, they're evil. They're just, I said, wow. And at that point, I kind of got a little irritated. I didn't curse him out. I didn't say anything out of the way. What I said to this brother was, brother, I think you need to re-examine how you feel about the situation because what I was trying to do was get him to see where he was wrong. I wanted him to see where his responsibility was in it. Well, well, I don't have, well, I don't, I'm, well, see, here's what you're trying to, well, here's what you don't understand. See, because, see, you buy into that system. I don't buy into it because, see, I know the most high creator got me. I, I'm, I mean, I use their name, but I'm spiritual. I, I, don't, I don't believe in their laws and jurisdictions, so they don't have any power over me. I'm like, do this guy hear what he is saying? So then when I started poking holes in his argument to try to get him to see where he was wrong, because he was wrong. You shouldn't have been panhandling in that zone. If they have a sign in that area, especially if it's private property, you shouldn't be panhandling in that area. I understand he was trying to get home, but, I mean, come on now. You got to admit you're wrong in it. This guy gets upset. And then he starts to, he starts to, I guess you could say, attack me. Don't use that. I said, well, brother. This is what I said to him. I said, brother, I was trying to understand. No, you can't understand me. I'm not made to be understood. Wow. Okay, you said it. You said it. Don't use that word understand. It's not understand. It's overstand. I say, well, sir, understand, overstand, understand, Uzbekistan, Afghanistan. (laughs) You understand what I'm trying to say to you, brother. I said, we're having a a normal conversation. If I can't have a normal conversation with you about something such as this, and by this time everybody on the bus is looking at us, if I can't have a normal conversation with you about something as set, something as simple as you owning up to a mistake you made, we don't need to have this discussion, brother. Well, you're not gonna see because I'm well. See what you have to understand is I'm grown. And, and you know how to speak to me. I'm like, are you kidding oh, me? At this point, I'm sitting there like, I said, brother, you're not going to tell me how to talk, okay? I say, I'm an adult as well. I said, we're having a basic conversation. I get what you're saying about the overstanding. I get all that. But you're not, I'm not dealing with, you're not dealing with a more science temple member, okay? Mm-hmm. Brother man. Mm-hmm. I agree. I, brother man, so you're not dealing Yes, sir. Go ahead, brother. My apologies. Not my apologies, brother. Please continue. I thought you was. Mm-hmm. No, bro. Well, I'll finish briefly, and then I'll let you say what you have to say, brother. This is what ended up happening. I told that brother, I said, what needs to happen, brother, is you need to reexamine how you deal with your commercial, with how, what you deal with your commercial affairs. Well, what you fail to realize is what you put out is what you get back, and that's how it works. I say, no, brother, that's not necessarily how it works overall. I say, because what you're trying to say is that the laws of attraction 
overrules everything. That's not what's running this government. I say right. what's running this government is the laws of commerce. That's what's running this government. I say because if it was the laws of attraction that was wrong, that was running this government, then you have to sit here and explain to me why those laws of attraction didn't protect you from getting your behind thrown in jail for panhandling. That's what you would need to explain to me. That lady sat in front of me and started laughing. You hear me? Shalom, Shalom brother Cedric. But yes, ma'am. What he, do, what he doesn't realize is that the laws of attraction did affect him. He was yes, breaking ma'am. the law. <laughs> <laughs> right. So yes, he, intra- he attracted what a lawbreaker attracts. Yes, ma'am. I, and that answer, yes, ma'am. Exactly. So he's out of his mind. He's, yeah. As soon as he said, well, I don't believe. Yes, he, said, he did. I don't, I don't believe in this system, so this system oh. doesn't affect me. Like, brother, you, you lost your mind. You. Hocus pocus waiting for some spaceships to come out the cloud and rescue you. And that is not what's going on in reality. Yeah. That is not what the Most High set up. That is not how he expects you to govern yourself. If you're supposedly this Aboriginal man, you're Nuwabian, you, you know, uh, you are original to this land, mm-hmm. you're supposed to be able to govern your affairs appropriately, yes, lawfully. Ma'am. So what are you talking about. You like, had to bend here. <laughs> it was like... That, that it is was scary. <laughs> that is so scary because... I thought this... Was, I thought that brother was going to jump on me. Seriously. Oh, yeah, he probably <laughs> <laughs> I thought that dude was going to donkey call me because he's a bigger guy. He's way bigger than I am. But I'm not no... <laughs> I'm not no stand-down kind of guy. I'm a very small person, but I'm the type of person, seriously, I'm so serious. I'm not no, I'm not no troublemaker or trouble starter, and I don't look for trouble, but I'm not a type of person that's going to be like, I'm not no punk. I'm not going to let nobody try to run over me. I'm, I'm a, I guess you can, what they say, meek. I'll allow you to say what you need to say, and I allow, I will progressively get angry. I just don't get upset. But I'm saying to this brother, what you definitely need to understand, brother, is if we're going to have a conversation, you're going to have to speak like we're having a conversation. It doesn't need, I say, and, and furthermore, I told the brother, we don't need to have this conversation anymore. I cut the conversation short. I say because what it looks like to me is that when you initially came over here, your motive was to show me how much more you knew than I did, which is fine because I don't know everything. But don't try to come over here trying to show something to me to try to make me see where you were right in a situation where you weren't right. And you weren't right, number one, because you don't know how to even use the information in order to stop the police from right. keeping from harassing you. So that was why you were wrong, number one. He gets upset at me and says, well, first of all, you're using the word overstand, and I'm a grown man, and you know better. You know, you know better not to use that word. I was like, okay, first and foremost, whatever. 
for the sake of the conversation, I use the word. And second of all, I've tried to share something of value with you, you know, because you're in the truth or you're supposed to know the truth. And you are putting down everything that I tried to show you. It wasn't what you said. It was how you said it. And here is the kicker. I let him do all the talking. I had not opened my mouth since this brother sat next to me. This brother was the one doing all the talking. When I let him finish, I asked the questions. That was what ended up happening. And when he could not answer them, then he got upset and he had to find another way to get me off of his back. Because I just wanted to know, why do you feel like you are not guilty in something that you were guilty for? Otherwise, they would have not arrested you. You know what I've realized, too, and I'm going to, I used to do this a lot, and I have to start doing this again. Yes, ma'am. When people start to come and share their experiences or their problems with me. Yes, ma'am. I used to do this. I used to say, okay, once they were done ranting and explaining their story, I would say (laughs) calmly, all right are you sharing this information with me because you need to vex or would you like me to provide a solution for you? (laughs) Because it sounds like to me that brother wanted to vex. He didn't, you know, um, he didn't really want to answer a problem, a, a, a solution to his problem. He just wanted to, you know, vent and be loud enough so that he can, you know, be heard and so that other people can think that he's more intelligent than he actually is. And I, I'm realizing that with a lot of of us, with a lot of us, it's like, you know, I, I'm I'm starting to really pick and choose where I plant my seeds. Yes, ma'am. Like, the sister that was online, I had shared um, a post that Brother uh, Ramya had posted about, you know, tribes with the um, the, the, the website. And um, I think I said something like, oh, gosh, I, that I was thankful that um, the Motai basically swooped down and scooped me up. You know what I mean? <laughs> and yes, I'm, 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 I feel humbled. By this experience, yes, because ma'am. I went from I went from church to self-taught to mosque to self-taught back to church to self-taught to camp to self-taught and and then wow. now in, into a nation. And the only thing that camp really taught me at best was divisiveness, and it, it, it's it's really a blessing, you know. And then. I was basically, after I shared that, some brother posted, like, I don't know where this is getting getting hot information from or something, 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 something like that. And I, so I put a comment underneath my post, and I was like, you know, I'm not here to argue. I won't argue with you. I won't debate with you, you know. Um, but, oh, and I just follow the law of statutes and commandments for the most high. I said, um, so I say, I'm not, I'm not going to argue with you. I'm not going to debate with you. But I'm just wondering how you do that, how you figure that 
just following the Lord's statutes and commandments of the Most High, the ones that you could follow individually on your mm. own is That's enough. Right. When okay. it's applicable, the entire laws are applicable to a nation. You can't do it on your own. And that's, that's why right. our, you know, the Ashkenazi Jews be laughing at you in the street, hooping and hollering, because they know eventually the end of your being is going to be a FEMA camp. So enjoy it. And then the brother just disappeared from offline. I started to post... Um, different articles of what's going on in the world. Like, are y'all paying attention? So the sister came on, so I actually I tagged her. I wanted her to see the particular article about um, China and the United States, and I'm going to share it to the university. I wanted her to see this. The sister's with um, OG, IOG. And I never really listened to Brother Bowie. I never listened to any of his uh, preaching or anything like that. So when I tagged her in, she read it, and she was like, oh, yeah, you know, they talk about talk about, uh, Brother Bowie talks about this, and he talks about the two mountains and something, something. So she posted two of his sermons onto the thread and told me to listen to it and to take notes. And I, so I went to listen to it, um, and I couldn't, for real, for real, I couldn't stomach it past five minutes and 52 seconds because as he was preaching, um, and he was saying, you know, Jesus Christ is the only son of, begotten son of God. I said, oh, God, all right, all right, strike one, all right. But let me keep listening. Then he started, um, what else did he say that had me like, oh, we have to, he was saying, like, we have to endure to the end and, they're gonna they're gonna round us up and they're gonna put us put some of us to death and like he was talking about the tribulation time of tribulation but he wasn't giving them an ex- explanation as to why they would have the power to be able to do that so all that kept flashing in my head was I felt like I was back in church like in a Baptist church. But the only difference was the moniker outside had Israelite on it instead of, you know, Baptist church or whatever, whatever, whatever. And it it hurt, but then the next thought came to my mind, which happens often, is that two-thirds, two-thirds shall perish, only 144,000. And, like, it hurts. To know that, it hurts to see it manifesting before my eyes. And the reason why it really hurts is because there are people out there, such as myself, and I don't know a lot, but I know enough to see the light, the lantern, and the run towards it when I see it. But there's so many of us that are so self-righteous and so self-consumed that they refuse to hear the message. And because they're so stiff-necked and self-righteous and so self-consumed and because of their own refusal to heed the call, this is what the outcome is going to be for
for a lot of our people, and I just am deeply saddened by that. And uh, after saying all of that, I yield. Yes, ma'am. That's um, <laughs> that was quite a bit, but it, you know, that just goes to show you, and like you said, Shalom. Shalom, brother. I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna say this real quick, and I'll uh, uh, let you speak if you have to. That just goes to show you. No problem, brother. Um, This just goes to show you that what you just said a few minutes ago. Gotta be careful on who you share or who you share this information with, only because at some particular type, some. Some people aren't ready for it, which was also said to me on the bus, um, by the way. Uh, you know, some people aren't ready for that particular type of information. That's okay, you know. But you just remain firm in whatever it is that you're doing because that's what counts. And at the end of the day, it's going to help you grow. And it's going to help you grow in terms of being more comfortable with telling people about this this truth, you're going to feel more comfortable in your commission. So, um, yeah. Um, anybody else have any, uh, uh, anything that they, anything else they want to share to put on the uh, table for this evening? Yes. Andrew, you know, um, I definitely agree with both of y'all was making mention because, you know, it, it really does hurt most definitely, you know, when you're trying to talk to your people and you realize that they just, they don't want to adhere to truth. They don't want to adhere to righteousness. And I'm not saying that I'm more righteous and more holier than doubt. Not saying that at all. But I'm only passing on and conveying on information that I have shown unto you. So if you're going to, as an individual, you don't like what it is that I'm saying, that's cool. But you don't have to automatically disregard it just because you're hearing it from me and you don't like it. Just take it into consideration. That's all I'm asking. And it's like they don't even take the opportunity or even can show the respect just to take it into consideration. Automatically, they want to say, no, nah, no, nah, that's not of the Bible, or no, nah, you're following some cult or something of that sort. But at the same time, if it's not coming from a Caucasian man in a suit and tie or a Negro man that looks like a Caucasian man or a Negro man that's clean-shaved, that speaks eloquent, you know, then, shoot, they're not going to want to adhere to it. Because, like, just before I got on this phone call, I was at the uh, the bar. I got a... I got a a ting drink, no, plus drink, and I got a bubbles. And I saw this guy, he was inviting me to the Rasta church, right? And he's, like, telling me I should go to the church and this and that. I'm like, I hear you, brother, man, but, you know, I'm straight still. Right now, my movement, I'm not trying to, my movement that I'm on right now, you know, that movement that most I put me on right now, I'm not trying to be up in no church. I'm I'm trying to run from that. All churches, real tough. You know, right now I'm a part of association. They're known as Child of Every Nation, and I'm an Israelite. And we Israelites, we ain't in for no church. 
And he's telling me that, you know, come, you know, that's cool, brother, man. But a lot of people say, you know, they don't want to be in the churches because the churches is, is, is not of the most high, and that's an excuse, you know. He's telling me those things. And I'm like, yeah, you know what, I hear what you're saying, but, you know, we know that these are like more. We don't, you know, churches, you know, you don't ever see that word in the Old Testament Bible. So how can we only see it in the New Testament? Straight up, that word is only used for the slaves to continue to do what they want to do as long as the one controlling them gets what he wants, you know. When an individual can give you what you want for them getting what they need, that's dangerous. That's why you as an individual have to define your own words and do not stutter or stammer when you speak and let other people come and define those words for you. He's like, oh, I hear that still, but he said unto me, I mean, you know, he's a virgin. Me and him having a brotherly conversation, you know, up in the up in the bar having a brotherly conversation. He's saying that, you know, um, you know, we at we at the highest Selassie church. We, 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 our church is not under the government of Canada and things of that sort. I said, oh, that's cool. He's like, yeah, but we just don't tell people that because we're not trying to sell it like that. And I, and I hear him like, okay, that's cool, you know. I I read that you guys are not trying to make, make it be like a pickup line or a picture or anything of that sort. But at the end of the day, I know it's important that you do not use words according to how you feel. You want to call it a church, and it's not that. And he's saying, well, what if I were to call it a tabernacle? Would you feel comfortable with that? Like, not a matter of fact of how I feel, but a matter of just telling you what's on my mental. I don't, you know, you shouldn't respond to how I feel. You know what I'm saying? You're a man. I'm a man. We're going to talk. You know, but at the end of the day, if you're going to use the word tabernacles, don't use the word to try and suit me, especially... If the word they're using doesn't follow the action, it makes no sense. So at the end of the day, don't use words and put it to how you feel because it doesn't mean that. Old Testament, you don't see the word church. There's a reason. We're not supposed to be following after no religion, nothing of that sort. We the people, we're supposed to be living to our own laws and to our own culture with respect to other nations with respect to other people, straight up. And that's not to say that we, and I'm telling him this, that's not to say that we are better or I am better than other people. We are better than other, we we are associations better than other people. It's just that we choose not to be, in, uh, be a part of any illusion. And that's the problem with the youth today because they can't separate, the, they can't separate that which is reality from illusion. And the focus that I'm on right now is realistically trying to be in a position where I can actually help other individuals because it don't matter how much you know or all that you speak of if you cannot help other individuals. And the youth, they need more help than ever and than anybody right now because at the end of the day, you've got to embrace music. you got to embrace talent. you got to embrace the skills. you got to embrace poetry. you got to embrace creativity. Because a lot of these societies and these schools is wanting to dumb them down, dumb them on down. And I and I feel the pain of what's happening. I'm coming off the topic now, but I feel the pain of what's happening in um misery. <laughs> misery. I don't even know if I'm saying the word right, but it's just funny how it sounds like misery. In the place misery, right? Um a lot of the times them students is upset with the Caucasian teachers not issuing out the work or telling them how to follow instructions to how they want to hear it. That's, I'm not, you know, I can't really speak on the full scenario because I'm not there. But I know a lot of times a lot of Negro people be upset with these Caucasian people for not saying things to how they want to hear it. And 
In reality, it don't work like that. You can't always want to hear things to how you want to hear it. And Akshay can see like the better man on the bus wanted to hear things in a certain way coming from your mouth. But when he realized it wasn't coming from your mouth, he started to get emotional, straight up, you know. Um, matter of fact, Eric, um, excuse me, Aka um, Shedrick, that movie you was talking with the Catholics, is it called Spotlight? Yes, it's called Spotlight. That's the okay. That's gonna be that's gonna be they're gonna show that they're gonna be showing that on Friday in Vancouver in Canada. Oh boy, that's gonna cause a uproar. Um, I can definitely say another thing is about to cause an uproar because uh, <laughs> oh, this is um, has okay. First and foremost, has anybody seen this new video by Erica Badu? Okay, I'm going to warn you guys right now. I think this sister has lost her damn mind. (laughs) I think Erica Badu done snort some some serious drove, okay? All right, Um, there is a new video out. By Erica Badu. This is Erica Badu now. This lady is fully naked. And in one scene, she's bathing in blood. Wow. Fully naked. And in another scene, she's bathing in something that's supposed to emulate sperm. Jesus. This is Erica Badu, y'all. But I mean, like, when I say this is this lady is butt naked, everything is showing in everything is showing in this video. I don't know what's going on with this sister because she already kind of seemed. Uh, she's supposed to be hosting the uh, Music Soul Train Awards. Uh, uh, yeah, the Soul Train Music Awards pretty soon. And she already kind of got this dark, funky persona about her now. It's supposed to be catchy because it's Erica Badu, but it's almost kind of like Erica Badu meets American Horror Story. <laughs> so I don't really know how people are going to. Uh, accept the video, but I can tell you that a lot of people didn't respond too nicely to the video. There, somebody posted the video on Facebook, and um, it ain't uh, they ain't saying some nice stuff about this lady. That there's not a lot of light. There's not a lot of nice things being said about this woman. And from the looks of the video, I can kind of see why. This is a little bit like it's. I, I don't even think it has a name. It just says Erica Badu latest video uncut. I think that's the name of the video. Um, I don't necessarily know if it's the name of the video, but 
This came out August 31st, 2015. Dang, it's all November. I, I hadn't seen this video. I'm no, just not seeing. Wow. You, you know, man, I don't even know because I, you know, I know at one point in time she was, she was real. She was in this. She had a, a, a type of um, aura about her. You know, like anything she put on out, people always respected her because you know what she was. You know, everybody was like, yeah, she's one woman with class. She has her own funk. She's unique. She's creative. She keeps it genuine. We respect her for that alone. And, you know, she tries to be conscious. She spits some lyrics. And then all of a sudden, things just went 720. Like, I don't even know. Like, you know, I don't know, man, because she, I don't know. I don't even want to see that video because at the end of the day, you, it's pointless. We already know that these people are, 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 are they're just selling out them souls. You know, it's funny how she gonna be yeah. here. It's funny how she gonna be um um the co-host. I guess I'm gonna call it for Soul Train Awards. And she look like she done lost her soul. You know, she done mm. lost her soul and fill it up with something else. Fortunately, she's on. Not bad for interrupting, uh, but. Yeah, no, that's, that's fine, brother. This is um, this is a uh, this ain't this don't look like this don't something going on, man. This ain't Erica. Um, it just is like, yeah, this I don't know what's going on with Erica Badu, but this is crazy, and I'm just now seeing this video, but this video came out months ago. And is um, I think she was trying. She it she was trying to be creative, but it was like uh, like Erica Badu, you went uh, Ooh. you went all the way off the dang old map because <laughs> everything in the video is showing. And yeah, I hope um. She figured that one out because that just kind of just, that just don't seem like Erica Badu, man. Like, I never would have thought that she'd have made a video like that. But uh, if you see the video, please be warned. It is very graphic. Well, you know, it's very graphic. You know, um, I know a lot of times a lot of people feel like they have to be, um, Super succeeding the uh, expectations of uh, of the competitive of the competitiveness, right? Um, yet it's 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 beneficial to be creative, but at what cost? You see, now that's the thing that that that's the thing we're understanding comes into place. I know the churches say, you know, you know, we gotta ask the more side for knowledge, wisdom, and understanding. And even when you place it in that order, it's confusion. Because a car mechanic cannot tell somebody to fix a car if that individual that he's telling about doesn't understand what he's saying. And then they can't say that they know how to fix a car if they don't understand it or show themselves approved, especially unto the mechanic. So it's important for people to understand, well, people in general understand that being creative has to be balanced with, with, with principles, 
that is naturally acknowledged and respected. But when you got to disrespect somebody else to make somebody else more um, pleasing or make somebody else more satisfied, then that's destructible. You know, that's evil. When you got to disrespect your own self to suit somebody else that's giving you a paycheck and feeding you or your family, that's crazy. That's like, like you can't even look yourself in the mirror. That's crazy. That's, that's insane. That's insane. And just because you smile at that too, you know, like a lot of people, they want to hide their, um, Hide their, hide their, hide their, hide their sight of of what reality is supposed to be by, by smiling or intaking drugs or things of that sort, right? But at the mm-hmm. end of the day, drugs doesn't only necessarily mean um, substances, narcotics, as that well, right? So, at the end of the day, those things and the way how they wanna run away and escape reality is uh, some people do it by making themselves embarrassing themselves on public TV. And if you ask me, I would say Erica Badu had done, she had done, did that straight up because for you to be exploiting yourself like that on public TV, jeez, huh, you know, like, don't you got children? Don't you got a mother? Ain't she somebody's granddaughter? Somebody's granddaughter. Yeah. Yeah. You know. That's insane. At the end of the day, that's crazy because you got all these people that are dying in the streets getting shot and gone down by your own people, gone down by police, and you feel good to show yourself naked on TV, where is your sympathy? Where is your consideration? I know it's, I know at times it's, it feels like it's pointless and, you know, you're tired of aching and, and shedding tears for your people, but at the end of the day, that doesn't mean that you should turn your back on your people or you should give up or don't seek to do better where you can help your people. And straight up, you doing that, you straight acknowledging yourself that, yo, you not of your people. So why should they acknowledge you to be as one of them, you know? That's crazy, though. That's that's, that's real crazy, man. Mm-mm-mm. Man, I'm... We're going to have to pray for this, sister, man. I Like, something in my spirit is saying that I think this sister... And I usually don't, I mean, when it comes to our nation, of course, we always say, well, let's make sure we pray for our brothers and pray for our sisters, you know, and the nation and, you know, anybody that's immediate family and all this other different stuff. And we did, you know, try to, you know, I think it was a situation with uh, uh, Lauren Hill at one time. I think she got locked up, and we did like a kind of like, hey, you guys keep her in your prayers. Well, I say, Keep this sister Erica Badu in your prayers, man, because I don't know what happened to this lady, but something ain't quite right, and you can see it in the video. (laughs) You can see it in the video. You can see it on her post online. She just kind of like, She's kind of like one of those persons who feel like I'm balanced. I, I'm this, I'm that. I can do it all. 
Maybe. I don't know. But that just don't seem like this system. And I just don't see her. I don't see her making a video like this and thinking that it is cool because she spent so many years honoring her body as sacred by keeping herself so keeping her garments on and all this other different stuff. But when you come out like that, I was like, whoa, too much, too soon, sister. Like, <laughs> coming from you, that's a lie, but okay. Um, but moving on, man. <laughs> Anybody have anything else that they want to talk about? <laughs> anything. Because <laughs> I just... I am lost in translation by this. Yes. Yeah, I'm sure there's one more information that um when I first came across it, it was it was it was puzzling to me. When I first came across it, it was puzzling to me, such as the WADA, W A D A, which um the World Anti the World Anti Doping Association, I think it's called, right? I'm gonna correct that acronym if I'm saying it wrong. But they're accusing Russia of taking I guess you could say drugs that enhance athleticism, saying that they have awards and they have trophies that they don't deserve. And then Putin I just came across an article, Putin is just making mention that, you know, they have to be the ones, uh, they, ca- they cannot be accusing Russia as a whole for the, for the act that some individuals have done if they are proven to be guilty. But they need to bring forth more proper evidence to, to, to show according to their statement. And um, I'm going to read this briefly. Um, says, but, um, but Putin, speaking for the first time on the issue, called for a search for individuals with Russian athletics, insisting that those innocent of the crime should not be punished for others' actions. Sportsmen who don't dope and never have must not answer for those who break the rules, he said. If you find that someone must be held responsible for something of the sort that breaks the rules and plays against doping, then the responsibility must be personalized. That's the rule. WADA's report, which was carried out over the last year, began in response to German broadcaster ARD's documentary, The Secrets of Doping, How Russia Makes Its Winners. So um, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not vouching for no man, straight up. Even though Putin says to whatever the case may be, that's Putin, he's still a man, and I ain't vouching for no man. So I'm just making mention of the fact that I know that a lot of individuals, they want to just point fingers and just get on the bandwagon that, oh, yeah, Putin's a bad guy, Russia is doing this and so forth and whatnot. And I'm not denying that these people are doing certain things for their own favor for them to essentially benefit. But at the end of the day, that things have to be done in proper uh you know, as, as, as in law, it says, in due course. Things have to be done the correct way, and they're supposed to be showing uh, the outcome. What was the purpose? And, and the judgment should be if when this act was doing this, when this individual was doing this act, was he doing it 
what was what was his intent. And um, WAD, by the way, WADA stands for World Anti-Doping Agency. Yeah, World Anti-Doping Agency. And, um, you know, pertaining to this whole thing, I don't know if it's some propaganda as in, you know, the U.S. trying to stir up something to cause, because that's why I wanted to, that's why I wanted to bring that information on. When was that, when was that uh, fake hoax about United States make it to the moon? I thought that was recently. So I was trying to intertwine it and see if uh, it was brought on on the same day that, Rus- that, that they were accused of Russia for the anti-doping, for the, uh, the doping, right, according to WADA. But um, with that, I yield. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You, what was the name of the article you just read, brother? The name of the article is Putin wants official investigation into Russian doping scandal. Oh, man. Okay. Make sure I keep a note of that. Oh, boy, oh, boy, it's a lot going on in this world, man. That just goes to show you how much how much is occurring within these last days. And there's going to be so many, I guess you could say, stumbling blocks that's going to be put out there to keep us floating in the midst of this big old charade that they got going on. But as long as we stay focused and we know where we stand, I mean, this a whacked out government, man. They already lost. They uh, it's just it's like they've tried to they tried so hard to isolate us, but they forgot that they forgot to they forgot to make sure that they protected us from the information that will link us back to who we were. They always, I don't know why people always feel like they can try to, they can always try to isolate a particular type of uh, 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 people from a particular type of information. When genetically we are inclined to, spiritually we are inclined to this information. So it wouldn't be long before we would be reuniting and spiritually understanding this information again. So, I mean, oh, well, you know, more power to them. They want to put up more stumbling blocks. That would just be enough, you know, for us to say, you know what, man, screw them. We get it. You know, that ain't going to stop us. And it's not going to stop us. So I let them, I think let them keep doing what they want to do. Is there anybody else out there that has anything else that they want to uh, kind of uh, put on the table as a hot topic? Um, it doesn't really uh, matter what it is. You know, we just want to um, kind of um, keep the energy flowing. Salam, salam out. Yes, sir. Um, Erica Badu got an explanation of window seat. She uh, actually she speaks on it. No, brother. Not window seat. That's the name of the song. Window seat. Okay, let me explain. I'm, I'm gonna explain the video. I'm gonna see if this is what you're talking about. Shalom, 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 nation. I'm now with Brother Andrew. Excuse yes, the interruption. I'm now gonna be exiting, um, exiting the car. 
No problem, brother. All right. So brother. We'll see you next week. Um, let me. I'm gonna explain the video to you, and you tell me whether or not this is the video that you're about to explain to us. Eric Badu is in the tub when this video first comes on. Oh no! Nah, nah, I got the, I got the one when she uh walking down the street and. Oh uh, okay, I ain't even talking about that, but this is a whole another different Eric Badu. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, when I say this is a whole nother different side of Erica Badu, brother, believe you me, this is the Erica Badu you have probably never seen, okay? Yeah, that's why it's like when I saw it, I was like, oh, snap, like, yo, you might want to go and find you some clothes like we spent so much time seeing this lady with clothes and I knew it was only I may be thinking that maybe she just she just really wanted her body to breathe I saw it in window seat but by gosh I didn't know in this video she was going to be go to that extreme and be bathing in blood and sperm like really that's graphic like you will see the video it's uh it's on YouTube but that just it is creepy, because I'm not used to seeing her like that. What's the name on the video, bro? It is it's crazy, because, the, okay, the name of the video is Erica Badu's new video, Uncut. Now, I don't know if the name of the video is Uncut, but it does have the word Uncut in there. And it doesn't necessarily have any... It doesn't, it's, it's supposed to be a song, but it doesn't necessarily have a song to it. It doesn't even have any... um. It doesn't necessarily have lyrics. It's just a video, but it's supposed to be a new video. And there, um, I did warn y'all, it is graphic. So watch with your own advisors, make sure no kids in the room. It's crazy. Literally. That's a whole other side of Eric Badu I ain't never <laughs> ever seen. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> I'm just saying, y'all better be just make sure ain't no kids in the room when y'all watching that. That's uh, that is rated PG-13. So, um, yeah. But uh, anything else? Anybody has anything else they want to share on the uh, on fellowship? And just for we stay. Yes, sir. Come on, brothers. Uh, can I ask, um, Brother Free Center? Hey, who's that? Who's that talking? It's Brother Neil. What up, Hold on a second. Hold on. Ah! What up, Diddy? Yeah, yeah, who this? I'm Bartholomew. Now known as Emmanuel. Oh, yeah, yeah. What's up? What's up, what's Brother Bartholomew? You know, you know, you know I done caught you a couple times on some shows, but I... I sure recognize your voice on a couple shows. Right. And I, I, I tried to call it. I was like, is that my brother Bartholomew from Trump? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no yeah, doubt. But what I was it's, good, it's, good, about was, it's good to hear from you, B. No doubt, no doubt. What I was asking about was class starting up again next week? Yes, sir. And, um, is that second degree? Uh, well, I'm not sure which class you are in, brother. Um. I know that classes will be resumed, and um, whatever classes we left out of is the classes that will be going back into um, 
until January comes back around, because I think January, February, Brother Priest will be announcing uh, competency uh, hearings. But we'll be going after we come off break. We'll we'll be proceeding with the classes that we were in. So whatever classes you were in, that's what classes we will be uh, just kind of picking up. What we'll, we'll be resuming from that. Is anybody on the line going to second degree or in second degree? Hello. Yeah, I think they're here. I think um, I think I think most of everybody is either in nucleus or first degree. I think Emma, Emma, I think is in second degree, if I'm not mistaken. Emma, are you in second degree? Yeah, I believe yeah, she yes, is. Yes, yes, I am. Yeah, yeah. Me and her actually was in class. Uh, Sister Emo, uh, are we doing any um, phone, um, phone classes? Conference call classes? Yes, I'm in second degree. Okay, are we doing any conference call classes? Yes, in the in the afternoon. You got that number in time? Hello? Yes, ma'am. Do you have the number and the time? Dear mother, you're you're breaking up really bad if you're if you're talking, you're breaking up. Hello. Uh-oh. Yes, ma'am. Uh oh. I think her phone's acting up. Hmm? <laughs> Emar, you there? I tell you what, yeah, she probably dropped. Uh, I tell you what, if if you could uh, do me a favor, man, and uh, maybe convey some messages to somebody, to uh, let me get a, a number and um, a time to call in or whatever, uh, maybe the passcode, if there's going to be a passcode, because I hadn't had a conference call class in quite some time. Well, I think that type of information, brother, is in the university. What you need to do is go to your um, – go in the university – Look up the class that you're under, and right in the beginning of the uh, of the screen, you should see the number. Brother people always put the number and the date and the time that you're supposed to be there. Okay, okay, I I do that. I look into that. Yeah, it's in the and university. I, I was I was catching a little uh, catching a few problems actually getting on. I hadn't even been on the university in a minute. Uh, I think he shot me out a, a way to get in, and I think that got away from me too. Or oh, when I went to go in there last time on my phone, I wasn't able to get in there. Um, if somebody could convey a message to Brother Priest, maybe send me out something again to get back into the university. No problem. Well, um, we'll try to, I'm, I'm going to go in there and try to, you know, reset my password type stuff, too. You know, I'm, I'm going to try that, too. But if somebody can very much to them to shoot me something to specifically get back into the university to find out if okay. um, second degree is going to be on a conference call. Okay. Yes, sir. Um, we'll duly note it. We'll try to – I definitely try to get in contact with the brother um, – or whatever, but I know he's on, when he's on break, he's on break. So uh, I'll do my best to try to get in contact with the brother to let him know 
that you definitely need access to the um uh to the line to the conference calls or and as well as the university so that you can access the conference calls and um we can go from there, brother. We'll be able to proceed. No doubt. No doubt. No, doubt. no problem, brother. And it's good to hear from you because it's, you know, we don't, I don't get to hear as much from you like I used to because we were in class together and that was more of the time to actually get to hear from brother Neil. Um, yeah. And I definitely missed the classes. No problem, brother. And uh, hopefully you will be there. I do have one more question to ask you because I just want to be sure. Is your name, and, and I don't want to, I, I try not to do this on record, but is your last name Butler, brother? Yes, sir. Okay, so it is you that is my, because there's, uh, you are my, one of my Facebook friends on uh, Facebook, and you're usually always on there all the time. And I just want to make, because you don't have a picture on there. As I don't have a picture as, as well. Yeah. But yeah, I just I want just to make sure lion, that. The lion, the fire, fire breathing lion yeah. on there. Yeah. All right. So I'm glad that I got that situated because I wanted to make sure that you were the Neil uh, Butler that was on our on our Facebook uh, uh, yes, uh, site. So good to know. And we'll definitely keep you posted. As a matter of fact, if I can figure out, I thought it can go in the. Uh, Oh, but then you still have to get in the university. You still have to get in the university. He's going to have information on the uh, Facebook page? No. Oh, no. I'll, it definitely wouldn't be on the Facebook page, brother, because you know that the site is supposed to be for the nation only. Uh, if you if you are like a uh, somebody who's just visiting, you can access, it, access the site, but you won't be able to access the classes. But he won't give out the type of information to like what yeah, class. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. Yeah, he's no gonna give that out. So um, um, I'm gonna try to make it possible where he can um, how should I say this? Where he can uh, uh, give you the information so that you can get on the site or get now, on when the it, uh, conference call. Like I said, probably when it comes to getting on, getting into the university, I might can accomplish that somehow by. I could say either reset my passwords or something like that. Uh, but you'd only have to be. But you'd be. But in order for you to reset your pass, well, of course you'd have to. You know how they do it. Like if you go in there and say I forgot my password or something, they send you an email. Then you go to email, reset your yeah. email, and all of a sudden, yeah. okay, so you could probably be able to do it that way. And then once you do that, just go to your classroom or your class that you're assigned to. Look in there at the top, and it should tell you the time and the date and the number and the access code. Okay, that'll work. That'll work. That'll work. And yes, if sir. not, um, and if you, uh, sister, sister, uh, Enoch and uh, Percy give me a call because we was in the class together. Yes, sir. If she can, Percy, give me a call, and my number is nine zero four four one two four five five seven. Okay. Yeah. And, and I'll make a note of that. Yeah, I make a note of that since it's on record. What time is it? Nine twenty-two. So at the nine twenty-two mark. I'll make it known to her because I got to go on a uh, call to the news on Sunday, and I'll let her know at 922 you gave out your number on the fellowship line. So if she wants to go and access the number, she'll be able to do so. No doubt. It, 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 like I say, she still probably got it because it hadn't changed, and we, we've talked on the phone before. No problem. No problem all at right. all. Yes, sir. No doubt. Shalom. Uh, shalom, brother. 
Is there anyone else that has anything that they want to share? And if not, uh, we can get ready to adjourn for this evening. I just want to give everybody a chance to say what it is that, or share what it is that they want to share. Okay. Um, the time now is 9.23. We will be at, we'll be adjourning uh, this evening. Uh, let the record reflect that it was mentioned at the beginning of the class that classes will be resuming next week. Um, so make sure that you guys come on time when we pick up where we left off and try to make sure that we get everybody prepared for next year for your conference exam, your conference hearings, um, or your competency hearing. I apologize. And uh, see you guys next week. Shalom, shalom. Shalom, brother. Shalom, sister. Shalom, brother. Shalom, Eric. Shalom, nation. Shalom, brother.
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.